dung 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 under pressure it's how you feel sometimes when you're writing all of those grants it's true grants can be stressful fixed deadlines unanswered emails crazy application portals mm -hmm. how about unrealistic expectations from people who have no idea how the process works and that's just the tip of the iceberg ask us how we know not addressing these stressors can lead to serious burnout. But the D.H. Leonard Consulting Team doesn't believe that needs to be the case. They can help you through the entire grant life cycle, from grant readiness to grant management. If there's a part of grant seeking that is stressing you out, reach out to dhleonardconsulting.com to let them help take the stress out of grants. Dum, 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 dum. Well, hello there. I'm Kimberly Hayes de Muga. And I'm Amanda Day. And you're listening to Season 5 of the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. We're here to help you make sense of the complex world of grant writing and fundraising, whether you work for a nonprofit, local government, or a consultant who serves them. On Fundraising Heyday, we will cover the how-to, but we also want to explore the why of things, including poking the big, fat, berry-filled, bear of inequity that is roaming the world of philanthropy during the summertime. <laughs> yep, and as always, we're doing this every two weeks with the help of experts in the field and our own special particular brand of entertainment. You know, songs, cheesy sound effects. At least we, fi we find it entertaining. We, <laughs> I'm just saying. So you know, I, my sister and I both have a cup that says no one will be as entertained by us as us, and I feel like you and I <laughs> I feel like we could probably get a t-shirt or something yes. or a banner maybe, but yes. yes. Yeah. But yeah. the moral of the story here is learning doesn't have to be boring. So sure. we're, we're trying to keep everybody awake. So let's have a quick word from our sponsor and we're going to jump into today's topic. This podcast is brought to you by our season five sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. Don't let grants stress you out. Their team can help you with grant readiness and training, grant research, grant writing, mock review, as well as providing numerous DIY resources, guides, and templates. Did you know that with every Fundraising Heyday episode, we create a coordinating blog post on their website, dhleonardconsulting.com. Check it out today. So I'm the one who suggested today's topic, Grant Makers Gone Right, and big surprise, I'm the one who struggled with putting it together, because be careful what you suggest as a good idea, right? <laughs> so what was it about it that was so hard for you, Kimberly? Well, um, first of all, if you never listened to this podcast, do know that we rant and do know that we will provide, as we said, how-to information, but Part of the why and the big bear that I'm always blathering about is all about why things have, they don't necessarily have to be the way they are. They just are. And part of it is calling that out and provoking change. But um, so we spend a lot of time and, and if you've, you're a faithful listener, welcome back. And you know where this is heading. Um, we spend so much time, rightfully so, talking about what's wrong in philanthropy and grant making uh, we, we have experts come in, we interview ourselves, we rant, we, we sometimes froth at the mouth, and um, we welcome all of that. But as you know, 
ranting is a dear and treasured friend of mine, certainly, but there's a, t a limit to what it can do for you and the profession itself and basically your own mental health and well-being in the long term, right? Oh, yeah. Well, we all know we feel better when you are able to kind of get some of these things. It's very cathartic to get it off Gosh. your chest. And for so many of us who work in isolation, whether we're working from home or we're the only grant person at our um, organization, just hearing other people are having the same struggles. Like I know on social media when other people are like, oh my gosh, can you believe this just happened to me today? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I experienced that a month ago right there with you. It does make you feel better to know that you're not the only one struggling with these things. But the reality is if that's all that you're doing over and over and over again, you kind of feel like you're banging your head against the wall and it, it really starts to hurt after a while. <laughs> that is painful. And it, or less painful, but equally damaging, it can just sort of put you in this echo chamber where all y'all or me, I'll include me, all of us are like, this is terrible. This is wrong. I can't believe the funder did that. And we just go bleh and say that. And then nothing changes until the next grant cycle when we're like, this is terrible. This is wrong. I can't believe the funder. You know, and so I guess. If nothing changes, then you'll keep, as I said, you'll you'll just be in the same situation, ranting away. So with this topic, I wanted to focus on positive changes in the field. And I'm laughing because, um, well, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, <laughs> I wanted to focus, like I said, on positive changes and, and, and bring up examples of funders going the extra mile to dismantle unfair and burdensome grant-making practices, right? Mm -hmm. trustees and program officers who you know, who are stepping up and and uh, addressing the that there's it's not that there's an unlevel playing field it's that there's a playing field where a lot of folks just can't even get into the parking lot it's not even about leveling the playing field um and just really wanted to hold up those good examples where we find them yeah and i'm right there with you L love the idea of highlighting those grant makers who are doing things the way we want them to be doing them. So um, one of the things we've discussed multiple times on the show before um, is grant advisor as a great resource for finding those foundations who are doing things right. And it certainly bears mentioning again, um, particularly for this topic. So a quick overview, the website is grantadvisor.org. Mm -hmm. okay? It's absolutely free. Mm -hmm. um, there are tons of reviews. I think, uh, at last count, um, more than 2000 reviews on there. Um, so they also have, they've been using the hashtag fix the form, which is a survey that, um, they worked with more than a hundred foundations to get proposal questions out in front, um, in the process so people could better prepare their information and documentation. So in other words, you know, not having to go through like, Oh, I didn't know that was going to be a question because I had to fill out all this other stuff. Like, let's make the form work better for all of us, right? So they've they've really been focusing on that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like we said, it's a, a place you can go. You can check out foundations. You can look at their scores. You can see what people have written about them, what they like or what they don't. Um, and there are some foundations on there that have a perfect 100% ratings with at least 30 reviews. So that's, it's not just one person that's like, Oh, I love them. A lot of people are saying these, <laughs> these are some great ones. Right. But think about it. Like you and I both know when we used to travel all the time for work, like 
it's not just the star oh. rating the hotel got. Oh. I was going to read the reviews, right? And there's always going to be a nasty one because somebody's going to get upset about something and so they're going to go on a tear and write a nasty review. One nasty review is not going to turn me away, but if that's all there is, if I read 30 of them and they're all awful, mm. probably not the hotel I want to stay at. But if, if that one is kind of the outlier and everybody else is singing its praises about how clean it is and how wonderful mm-hmm. the staff was, you know, so I like the fact that there's 30 reviews for these show me that these really are good places, mm-hmm. right? So we want to highlight three of them um, because, again, that's what we're here today for, right? To highlight those organizations that are doing things right. Um, so first up, and forgive me if I'm mispronouncing it, I think it's the, is it the Allegheny? Yep. Okay. The Allegheny Franciscan. Franciscan. Franciscan, excuse me. See, Allegheny Franciscan Ministries in Florida. Okay, so they have 41 reviews, 100% rating, and they were listed as very helpful and responsive as the average time needed for a proposal was only eight hours. So that's, you know, in the scheme of things, it's not, you know, clearly a little more than an LOI, but um, certainly not like a federal grant proposal. So that that's one that's gotten a high rating. Mm-hmm. Another one is the Community First Foundation in Colorado. They've had 61 reviews. And let me tell you, you know, if you take the time to write a review, you've really got to like something, right? It's Especially it's not be the positive open. reviews, right? Yes. As we, as we have done on the podcast, it is easy to launch into something you don't like. But sometimes mm-hmm. when you like something, it's like, oh, well, that was good. And you don't write it. And actually, I think this and the next foundation actually each got 100% ratings. If that's not yes. clear, I just want to make sure folks understand that we've yeah, all these are 100% three ratings. Three with at least that had 100% ratings and had at least 31 reviews, if not more. Yep. So, like I said, they had 61 reviews. Um, they actually respond to comments left on Grant Advisor. So they're, they're actually going there and learning from what we're saying, which is lovely. Um, they were listed as flexible, approachable, and trusted. Um, and just like the one previously, their average time for a proposal was eight hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one I'd like to highlight is the Morris and Gwendolyn. I'm going to go with Kafritz. It's C-A-F-R-I-T-Z. Um, they're out of Washington, D.C. Again, another 100% rating. They were quoted as being accessible, responsible, a worthwhile but lengthy process. Average time needed was 13 hours. Um, and I don't know about you. I don't mind spending 13 hours on a proposal if it's worthwhile, right? Like if I'm going to be able to get a nice chunk of change. Now, if they're only giving me $5,000, I'm not real happy with it. No. Proposal. But clearly, yeah. if they're saying that they are worthwhile, they're giving out more money than those than that. Right. So, but that's just a, that's just three examples of um, ones you can find on grant advisor that have been listed as funders that are doing things right. So if you want to check out those and some other ones, grantadvisor.org, I highly recommend. And I think you can leave, um, I don't think I'm pretty sure you can leave anonymous reviews yes. there too. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can set up an account and I think right when I last checked, there were 871 grant making organizations reviewed on there um, and maybe more than 2000 total reviews. As Amanda said, obviously, you have more multiple reviews for uh-huh. the same foundation, but they're, they're just doing great work. And I and tr- looking at foundations that are doing things right, that was a logical place for us to start. Yep. Um, but in full disclosure, I've never applied to any of those 
foundations. I don't I think either. Amanda has. I, I can't even pronounce their name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I tell you, I, I struggled to find uh, personal examples. And by personal, I, I actually mean professional, prof- in my own professional experience. Um, yeah. I, I was really, I'm like, well, you're the one that suggested this topic. I think you better do your stuff. And I was like, oh, I just, oh, I don't know. I can't really. Because what I would want to point out is that all of the ones that Amanda just read out the three and they got great ratings, you know, mm-hmm. on this site and no one had to take the time to do it, but at least 30 and sometimes up to 60 people did this. So that tells you something, but I would also not characterize them. It's kind of the Keanu Reeves effect. And um, I, I, you know, you Keanu don't know Reeves, Kimberly loves her some Keanu Reeves. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Um, and I hope to never meet him in person because obviously I I think he's like, but in a way I want to meet him in person and not because I'm a freaky stalker, but because his reputation online, think what you will about the movies, but his reputation in media, social media, what have you is Mr. Nice guy, right? Mm -hmm. He's so wonderful. He's so nice. But when you really look at the things that he's known for, there are things he's known for not doing like, so far, he's not been accused of inappropriate conduct on a movie set. Yeah. He shows up for interviews and interacts with the hosts. Um, mm-hmm. He uh, chooses interesting roles and apparently gives generous um, gifts to co-stars and, and um, uh, crew. Yeah. Um, and is nice, you know, yeah. and is nice. And um kind of like a regular person should be. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, but I was like, oh, he's so wonderful because he's nice and seems to do the right thing and is professional and is private about his private life. Like, yeah. seems like kind of, I don't know how to say this, but I'm like, are are the bars the set really be. low? I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm good for him. And again, I, I'm a fan, but in terms of the bars are set ridiculously low, I will just say in Hollywood, if he is held up as almost this saint, there are memes about him. And all, but yeah. it's like, basically he seems to come across as a decent human being, like, mm-hmm. um, generous, um, says kind things, seems to be thoughtful, keeps his private life pr- private. Yeah. So I feel like these foundations are kind of having that are, are so are praised in, the, in this very useful yeah. app. I'm not dogging this app. I am not. I think it's great. But look at what they're doing. They're responding in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, I have my own business and I need to respond in a timely manner. That's but you know, but here's the difference. I was just, I was doing some great research last week for a client and one of the funders legit put on there. They, you, they've got their deadline and they tell you we, it takes a long time to review these. We do not know when we're going to make our announcement and we will not respond to emails. You asking us for a timeline. So don't basically don't ask. And so, so yeah, so someone who is responsive is amazing. Which should be the norm. Oh, I know. I don't I know, see, I'm you. ranting. You knew I was yes. going to get a good rant, but but okay. I was just like, wow. I just 
Yeah, it's I'm not like they're going, they didn't, you know, they just gave us money because they like our mission and they didn't ask for an application. They're not doing no. what we read online. They're not doing things that are crazy. They are just being kind human beings and being respectful of time and but the are they being, But also eight hours. Now, yeah. now here's where I am sure I have worked at organizations that were kind of grant grind houses that did fantastic work. So I spent years grinding out the business for private foundations, which is a very different animal than state and federal. So yeah. I'm used to writing quickly and getting mess done. And I'm used to have, I'm, I'm trying to clean up my language for Mandy y'all. And I'm used to <laughs> working it. with profiles and assessments that I've developed where yeah. I can take core information and put it in and put it in and put it in. So for me to see that, but, but that's just the way I work. It's not, it's not the only way it may not work for you, but it's my way. So I have a very different concept of time needed to prepare proposals. Yeah. And well, I'm like, and it's I hard to know too, hours. but it's hard to know too, without knowing how much money they're giving. Right. So, cause I, you know what, but also, okay. Yeah. But eight out thirteen hours, y'all better be coming in and doing my laundry while I'm preparing <laughs> this proposal. So it's, I'm like, it's like people, but but they are apparently quick to communicate yeah. and easy to ask questions to, and are personable, and the process is clear. Shouldn't that just be? It's how not, it I mean, is. it should, but the fact that they're getting such high praise for that tells you that that is not the norm. I know. I'm just saying, once again, the bar is set really low, and I think I will call yeah. this the Keanu Reeves effect. And right. I don't think that he's a bad person, and I really admire him, but it's sad that basic human decency, at least in what yeah. I can gar garner, is like, they're like, ho, ho, and I'm like, hey, he seems like a nice guy, riding yeah. a motorcycle or two you know, doing his thing, but I wouldn't say that he's a saint. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine that that's what he's going for. But anyway, so I'm clearly on the struggle bus with this. Right. <laughs> and I was like, man, I got it. You know, we put together our, we do our little research and put together outlines of things we want to talk about. And again, this is my idea, my idea. And of course I'm berating myself. And then from a client, um, not in Atlanta, but in the Southeast, they forwarded me an email. We meet weekly to go over stuff, but they, we communicate, of course, in the meantime, particularly when other, when good things happen. Yeah. And not only did they get something that just about threw me head first off the struggle bus into a soft field of, of Casper mattresses, um, where <laughs> I just bounced pleasantly and under the warm, but not too hot sun. It was from a United Way organization. And I know you have heard me here. I know, I know what I have said and I stand behind every word. But when I tell you that my unexpected moment of grace and grant makers gone right came from a email from United Way, I just want you to sit with me. <laughs> you gotta understand. <laughs> you gotta understand. I just, uh, but it, the, the, what they did to me, exemplifies more of the truly going right, not just yeah. doing a decent job in a very flawed process, which admittedly we're all a part of, right? But going an extra mile. I'm just, if you will just bear with me, it's not a long email at all, but I, I just have to share this 
Um, again, it was not from the United Way of Greater Atlanta. I know I live in Atlanta. I just want to make it clear. But I also want to protect my clients' anonymity a little at their request, okay? So, because um, I, I, I talked to them about using this. So we're just going to uh, go through this right quick. Um, dear partner, exciting news, exclamation point. Y'all know I'm going to editorialize throughout this too, okay? <laughs> as, out- expected. Yeah, as expected. The Outcomes-Based Investment Committee has recommended that all RFI grants for the 2022-2023 season, y'all don't worry about that, it's just jargon, all grants for 2022-2023 be extended for an additional year at the same funding level, which means that you will not need to submit a new application for the 2023-2024 funding year. What? I mean, right there. And I'm going to go into the why because the why is equally important. But kudos to whoever. In fact, it, the email is signed, and I think I think it might be fun if this person will be amenable to have to interview them uh, for season six, maybe, yeah. or do something to find out how this process went that I'm getting ready to describe to you. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, and also, I would like to commend this person for writing a wonderful opening paragraph of a business email from a foundation. We don't usually get them like that. Everything you need to know, boom. Then why are we doing this? As we work to drive collaborative change in our community, we recognize that we need time to reimagine how our grant processes amplify our systems work, gather and utilize community feedback. I hope y'all are sitting down and present various funding options with clear guidelines. It's like Oh, I'm just, wow. And then also nice use of white space in the email. Way to go, y'all. What will agency be doing during this time? What will this particular United Way be doing? Bullet pointed. Learning more about your experiences with our grant making process. I'm like, I am here. (laughs) I have had direct experience. I would love to talk to you. Um, using community assessments to clarify our intended results and community goals and associating those with specific grant processes. Holy smokes, y'all. Holy smokes. But wait, there's more. I know I'm yelling, but whatever. (laughs) Refining our grant processes based on best practices, including. Do you want to make a triumphant noise, Amanda? Oh, yes. Easing the time burden on our partners. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. We will be sending out periodic emails to keep you updated on our process, what to expect next, and additional funding opportunities. Then there's a closing paragraph that lists that the reports that they still, they're, they're asking for reports at this time. There are four of them. They're telling you where you can find them. I just... I am confounded, dumbfounded, astounded, and happy to be here to be able to share this with you. Well, as someone who there are, I've got one client that there there are two funders, they go for a lot of funders, but there are two that they apply for annually and tend to get the grant money from them. Um, Been pretty successful with these two local funders and other ones too, but there's two that this past year, they're kind of like United Waste, like we're going to take a pause, we're going to reevaluate. 
But they didn't do this like, hey, we're going to give you money. They just said, we're not doing any funding round this year. Yeah. And we're not sure I mean, when, it's, when it's going to come back. So it's like, I appreciate your reaval, but you've <laughs> not only are you not doing funding this year, but you're not sure if and when it's going to happen next year because of your whole reevaluation process. And so, and the thing too is they may reevaluate and decide that instead of going this direction anymore, they're going to take a hard right. So it's quite possible that not only are we missing out this year, we could miss out next year. Oh, yeah. They may they may change course so much that we're not even eligible. And it's going to take us two or three years to figure that out. And I'm like, really, people? Okay. <clears throat> it's, okay. Um, I mean, that's what, yet so often it's like, oh, we're taking a step back. And another state in the Midwest, there was a private agency that when COVID, back in 2020, when and COVID's still here, y'all come fight me about it on social media. I don't even care anymore. It's still here. But when it was truly frightening, when People were dying and we didn't know what to do. There were no vaccines. Scary moments um, in, in the first half of 2020. This was a healthcare foundation. And they put on their website, because they had also uh, funded over the years several, I would say, health and human service style nonprofit yeah. agencies in the Midwest and their area that they serve. And they had this website, you know, and they and they and I subscribed to their newsletter because you want to stay in touch with what your potential funders are doing. And they had this announcement like we wanted to let you know that we are safe. Again, businesses shutting down, people losing their jobs, people dying, no mask. We're taking a we're t- we're all working from home and reevaluating all our processes so we will not be giving any funding out in this year and i'm like y'all i'm so glad that you're safe at home with your little bougie selves that's fantastic good for you but think about the the uh shelters and clinics and people that you serve you couldn't just be like doing what Lord help me, I'm praising this uh, United Way, but that's just me now, apparently the new me, hello. But they're saying while they were like, we're going to, we need to figure out some stuff. We need to clean our house, but we're still Mm -hmm. going to support you. At least the people we're supporting now, we're going to support you at whatever we did last year while we figure it out, because it's not fair to make the client, the the grantees suffer from sudden lack of funding because you're afraid of something or you've got to figure some things out. But yeah, I'm just like, I mean, and it was so, we are doing everything to do. We can protect our staffs and having visited many private foundation offices over the years, I've never been in one where it wasn't in a really nice location. I mean, yeah, or in a bank conference room or in a swanky office building with oil paintings of the founders on the walls. And I'm sure they exist. I'm sure that there are others, but I'm talking about the the the, the foundations with enough wherewithal to yeah. have staff. They're not doing business out of the back booth at Waffle House. They're just yeah. not. They're mm-hmm. just not. So anyway, yeah, I was just all sorts of thoughts and feelings about this. But I want to come back to because this is grant makers gone right. I want to come back to the self-awareness of the organizational culture of self-awareness from this particular United Way that put this into place. Um, And I, I say that I'm just, I salute them. It's purely and wonderfully a great example of this um, gone right. And I'm so glad that I have, will 
I guess I'll never lose my capacity for surprise and wonder because I was surprised and I just wonder what other agencies might do this as well. Yep. Very true. Well, and you've got, so you have that personal experience. I'll tell you, I have, I have been fortunate to work with several program officers who they themselves have been incredible people and Mm -hmm. have gone out of their way to help me with different things. Um, and which I'm uber appreciative of, but I have yet to work with a overall, a funder who has gone and done something like this. Yeah. So I, I, per, I don't have a personal story to go, Oh my God. Again, I, I, I could, I could speak to some very specific people embedded within organizations who are stellar at their jobs, but that's not the same as this organization, this funder has got it going on. I mean, They're going above and beyond. Right? And, and they had to have meetings about this and oh, stack yeah. hands. This is not a lightly considered yep. decision. Yep. Well, but what I can share now, I don't, I sadly, I, I cannot share who these funders are because nobody wanted to um, say um, on social media without checking with the funder first, which is, you know, I can understand that. Um, but I had recently posted a rant on, on Twitter about um, funders that ask about administrative or overhead percentages, how I'm just over that question. And um, two people posted um, some great stories. So I'm just going to share what they posted. But um, one person said that a longtime funder recently sent over a grant agreement and the amount the amount awarded what they asked for plus an additional $10,000 to help with evaluation. She said, that's a new thing. She said, the trustees recognize that we spend a lot of time, energy and resources on reports. And so they wanted to support that. So they just gave them an extra $10,000 to help with evaluation. It's like fairy tale time. Isn't that lovely? Yes. Um, And so, but when I asked, you know, she's like, they're strictly anonymous. They don't want their name out there. And of course I'm like, but I want to show the world how it can be done. Um, But that's okay. So then another gentleman posted, um, he had a funder um, recently said, we know you're stretched thin already and we don't want, you having to waste your time putting together a ton of reports for us. Let's do a three-year agreement and just have a phone call every spring. Oh, is that not beautiful? Oh. That just puts me back on that mat, that, that meadow filled with, with beautiful mattresses where I'm just sort of lying there. I might have some iced tea and my favorite, my favorite flavor. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Glorious. So clearly there are some funders out there who do get it, who are doing it right, who are thinking about, you know, how can we better help? Because I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for is it's a working relationship between those who have the money and those who are doing the work and anything that we can do collaboratively together to make that money be spent better, to serve people better, to help better, to keep your nonprofit employees sane so we can continue to do all this good work mm-hmm. for years to come. We just want to uplift those funders who are doing those things. So we would love to hear from you. Give us a shout. You follow us on Twitter. It's at Funding Heyday. We're on Facebook. We've got a group. Mm-hmm. We're on LinkedIn, Fundraising Heyday. Come find us. And if you've got a funder who's like, let me tell you about this amazing funder, we would love to hear from y'all about that. I think we could make this an annual thing. You know, if only, only if we have enough candidates. For yeah. And, and just, and, and a small way in this little weird little corner of the podcasting universe, 
start, if people will let us use their names, start naming names, but talking about these practices and talking about ways mm-hmm. that uh, this work is really is really done. And there are also other ways that um, we can recognize grant makers for grant makers gone right. Yeah. And if you're a grant maker listening to this and you're like, but I don't even know where to start. Uh, talk to your, who do you get funding to? Trust me, they will be more than willing to say, oh, if, if I had my druthers, here's what I'd love to have from you. And, you know, heck, call oh, Kimberly and I, we'll tell you. Oh, oh, give me a call. Give me a call 24-7. But also, if if you are thinking of seeking feedback from funders, or you may work at a nonprofit agency that seeks funds and also administers grant funding, Please don't make that feedback part of the application. Now, y'all know better than that. Yeah. Don't yep. do it. Don't tie mm-hmm. it. Don't put a, do a power play hoping that they'll just tell you you're doing a great job. Find other ways, whether it's anonymous survey monkey types of things or um, focus group style or town hall style or mm-hmm. ask me anything, Zoom conversations. Make it separate from the fund seeking process please well Kimberly it kind of sounds like uh, the United Way organization would be an incredible candidate for the grant maker of the year award from the grant professionals association Um, nominations always open up in the spring for private and government funders and it's a great way to recognize grant makers gone right right it it is I have personal experience with that um it's an it's an online application I did it back in the back in 2016 I think whenever GPA was in Atlanta I think that was either 2016 or 2017 I think it's 2016 um it was uh for an Atlanta-based foundation um and it was it was I meant it sincerely and it was a great way to connect to them outside of that traditional funding cycle and just recognize some innovative uh, um, programming that they were doing. Um, if you're interested in learning more about the Grant Maker of the Year Award, just check out um, there's a page on it at grantprofessionals.org. Very true. And rest assured, we will continue to point out opportunities for positive change and improvement in grant making and fundraising. We've got no problems telling the world how we think we can make it better. Oh, no. Um, But we also want to encourage people and agencies who are tackling these issues head on in positive ways. Okay, so... um, I I mentioned y'all posting on mm-hmm. Facebook, but I'll I'll probably start the post on Facebook and just saying, hey, who else is helping you, and what's what's the great things? Or again, reach out to us. Fundraisingheyday at gmail.com is a great way um, to reach out directly to us because we'd love to celebrate all of the progress that's going on out there because that's the only way change is going to happen across the entire or you know profession mm-hmm. is if the ones that are doing it right. We start getting the word out there and that trickle down effect starts to happen. Because so. trust us, we got the ones that are doing wrong thing. We, we, <sighs> we got that down. We got that down. We got mm-hmm. that down. But let's also hold up good examples, giving those ideas, putting those ideas out there. Absolutely. Well, thank you for listening. Your continued support is the reason that we are here in the depths of season five and moving towards season six unbelievable, but I'm happy. So please follow us. Um, If you listen to us on um, Apple Podcasts, if you could leave a five-star review and tell us something good, and if you get that old 70s funk song reference, um, let me know. Um, 
Or if you're listening to us on Spotify, follow and share the show with your friends. It just helps other professionals like you find us and helps us work with each other. Thank you again to our season five sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We so appreciate their support in making grants less stressful. Visit their website at dhleonardconsulting.com to download their latest free resources today. We're honored you choose to spend time with us, and we hope you're going to tune in for our next episode in two weeks. We are interviewing a prospect research disruptor. Disruptor! (laughs) Please join us. (laughs) 